Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> and now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. So there it was in the Wombat Den for another episode of the B-Side Boys. The new and improved Wombat Den. Hopefully, permanently. Well, we'll <laughs> see. So basically, my garage is a mess. My daughter had her first birthday party, and we just have a lot of leftover boxes and stuff because recycling day is tomorrow. And it's also like 120 degrees in the garage. It's so very, very hot. We are in my basement, so it might sound a little different. It might sound better, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I like this a lot. This is comfortable. It you, feels like an actual podcast studio, you know, with couch and yeah. TV up. And, yeah, but I don't yeah. have my flags up and all my yeah, rugby that's memorabilia. True. That's and a good point. Lex is not going to let me put that in the family room <laughs> in the basement. So this will this will this will do. This will do for now. This will do. <laughs> no, and we have a lot to cover though because yeah, we were just looking at the schedule and man, summer is flying by. It's been three weeks since we've recorded a new episode. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. Like time kind of slipped away, and like obviously with, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Well, like, I know you're really busy with work. This is a busy time for you. Work, nephew, nephew getting baptized, um, fiance had surgery, alumni weekend, all that good stuff. Like, yeah. dude, and then like so we, much stuff. We were trying to line things up, and then I had my hernia repaired, and then I had my daughter's birthday, and I also laid down a bunch of sod before my hernia surgery so i made it worse and then i also repaired my deck and painted it and then we had the birthday party and now i feel like we can take a breath and now the school year is going to start in like three weeks and oh, i'm not ready <laughs> yeah you, you don't have to be ready or get ready if you're always ready i don't remember how that saying goes. you don't have right. to get ready if you're, you're always, always ready. ready something like you don't that. have to get warm if you stay warm yeah exactly. well i'm not warm <laughs> i am i've been sweating all day oh yeah so no one of the things you talked about uh big thing for us obviously we both went to the university of northern iowa july 15th was the university of northern iowa alumni weekend it was the largest turnout that has ever, ever. taken place oh, yeah. by far 
that was oh sorry it was actually yeah no it was july 14th was the friday night yeah and then 15th was that saturday yep Yep. and the game i was not able to go to the game portion i went to the banquet at night when i saw a snapchat from like it was on annalee's uh snap story Mm. she like took a video of the field i'm like wow that's that's quite a bit of people on the field and then she panned over to the sideline and it looked like there was 100, 200 people. Dude. And, you know, like, I mean, not all of it, but, I mean, like, obviously it's a huge thanks to all the current players' parents. Mm-hmm. They all got involved, tailgated. They were so much fun. Like, I never, I've never had so much fun in an alumni game, like, ever. I've been doing this for, like, 10 years. <laughs> well, most, so, most times the game is just everyone rolls out of bed hungover. hungover. And then just, there's zero fans. We might have a case or two of beer. And then you just, <laughs> like, like, play. You don't really keep score. It's not really a real match, and you just kind of do whatever. But this looked like there was a lot of bells and whistles, oh. and, like, people took it seriously. It was so and, much fun. The parents are so awesome. Like, the amount of support they have is unmatched. Like, we did not have that one. I mean, like, we had parents that were supportive, but yeah. not to that level. Well, in, like, support in a way of, like, they show up, they provide things. and Because, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, like, there's times where, like, being on a college rugby team that's a club – you know, there's some things you don't want your parents to know you're doing. Like, you might be <laughs> yeah, going yeah. out, staying out late, and having a few drinks when you shouldn't be. You should be studying. But, like, this UNI team has, like, a good line of, like, boundary of, like, they're able to be a rugby team, but then they also are able to, like, be very respectful and, like, I don't know, just do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And the parents are just, yeah, they're awesome. And that's something we talked about, too, was this team is loaded with guys who played in high school guys who are working their tails off you have a coaching staff that cares and is really trying to you know um, find ways for them to win Mm. you have the strongest alumni group that's ever existed because again people are seeing what's going on with the team the alumni are coming back bigger and bigger and bigger and the alumni want to see them do well Mm. so that supports better than it's ever been it's always been good we are now great again the banquet there was probably close to, I think they said, 100 people in that room. Yeah, there was about 100 people. And, like, the men's, like, the UNI men's team basically, you know, arranged the venue and the food and everything else. Like, mostly, like, Cooper. And I'm assuming, like, some of the other guys helped, too. So, but, yeah, shout out to him for making that event awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, God, that was... It was, it was so, fantastic. It was, so, it was and, like, fun seeing some guys that we haven't, like, really gotten a chance to see at Alumni Weekend in a while. Well, and to go back to, like, the support. And then you have the parent support. I mean, yeah. it's like a trifecta of, yeah. like, the high school leagues are given good players. The coaches care. The alumni cares. And then now you have the parents who are in there as well. Uh, good fan base. A good recruiting class coming in. You're seeing kind of for the first time, really, with you and I, like, there's quite a few Iowa Central kids who have finished their two years uh, oh, I yeah, think there's some there's a, of kids there that are coming now. Mm-hmm. And then I know a couple of my Valley boys, Dawson Stein, Jacob yeah. Moeller, they're going there, and they can make an impact immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's it's really cool. Vibes are really high. And I know we're you and I homers. Like, we're, yeah, we're yeah. going <laughs> to predict they win the 15s and 7s national title. But <laughs> not being a homer, like, everything off the field is going as well as it could. Yeah. No, absolutely no complaints. Like, you, you're getting the recruits, and... And people are there to support. I mean, and talking with the kids on the team currently, like, they are set on winning. They are set mm-hmm. on taking care of business. And it's really cool to see that, like, when we had the banquet, too, we had guys there for the first time ever from the team 
that started it yeah. all in 1970. The OGs, yeah. There was eight of them there with their wives, mm. and they were talking about like the mindset of why you and I rugby existed. We heard the story of how the team came about. We heard the first few years of what it looked like and how a guy was teaching Canadian style rugby and they kicked a bunch. And then a guy came from New Zealand and taught him New Zealand rugby. And, and then they was, combined like both of them. And yeah. it's just like, oh, okay. And, and then this just mindset of like, we're going to play hard rugby, but we're a family. And, mm-hmm. and just how over the generations, because we had guys from the 70s, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. the OOs, the aughts. I don't yeah. like that. The yeah, OOs, I don't know. Whatever. The 10s and, and the, up to the current. The mindset and identity of this team has stayed consistent mm. throughout. And you could talk to anyone from any era, and it's like, whoa, we're on the same page. You know, yeah. it was really cool to see. And one mm. thing that really, I think, added to it, and DeAndre Moore really led this. Oh, yeah, was, he did a lot of legwork on it. Was the Hall of Fame. Fame. Mm-hmm. And it's something where the club's been around now for 53 years. Yeah, we were supposed to do this back uh, around COVID in 2020. Yeah, and that was like the only year we didn't have the alumni weekend was because of COVID. So I was gonna say, what then, happened? And then like the previous year, kind of got pushed a little bit because there was just a little bit of confusion. And then well, everyone's trying to figure yeah. out like what are the rules with COVID? What yeah. are we doing? That was yeah, because that was 21, and then 22 there was a date change, and it was a little like last second, like some people kind of missed a memo so like we pushed it again so yeah. well, like we finally we, got it done this time around and like we said too like we had the 100 people in that banquet this year most times it's like 20 or 30 guys in the back of tony's pizza yep we had way too many people that were coming for that yeah and way so this many. time it, we were in a hotel ballroom mm. that was insane and so yeah the first ever hall of fame yeah ceremony happened that was pretty cool yeah that was fun i uh obviously yours truly mr ryan gray nominated into the hall of fame that was really cool getting to do that Thanks. I, I got to do a speech for mr gray and i like kind of got which is weird because we, we do this podcast like you know we or at least most of the time every week and yeah obviously some people hear it, the tens and tens of people that hear it but like <laughs> dozens I, yeah i got i got weirdly nervous and like i totally skimmed over the fact like i was like rattling all these things you've done and I totally skipped over the fact that you actually coached us, <laughs> which is like a really big part of like why you got nominated as well. Yeah. So no. I was like, ah, oh, shit, how did, I, how did I skim over that? And that's funny, too, because like, I, I don't know, I don't want to be weird because like we do this podcast because we want to share news. Yeah. Um, I don't want to like talk about like myself, but like we're here and awkwardly, too, like, uh, yeah, same thing. Like you were talking and. I got really nervous too. And like yeah. people people did like mention the podcast like well, B-side boys and we're like ha ha yeah yeah. And then when the moment came and the thing was too there was like two and a half hours of banquet before the Hall oh, of Fame. I know, yeah. I'm sitting in the back. I'm I got both my kids with me because every year we're like hey, it's family friendly. You can bring your kids. I bring Jacoby and Murphy and then I look around. I'm like there's 100 people in here and there's two children and they're both mine. <laughs> <laughs> every year we say, "Oh, bring your kids. Family friendly." They don't come. Well, I brought them because it was it was special to me. It, it, it meant a lot. It was very yeah. humbling. It was very honoring. And it's one of those things where I mentioned it in my speech where, long story short, rugby has been really good to me. Mm-hmm. When I started, I was not good. It took me a long time to figure it out. But I've always just tried to give back, whether it's through coaching. And I forgot to talk about coaching, too, yeah. which was a huge part of it. Coaching at UNI, coaching at the five different high school stops I've made, boys and girls, and then creating the Wombats and just being a big recruiter for Bremer County and being a part of that team that went to the national title. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was just so much. And, like, when you were up there and you were introducing me, 
like at first I was kind of just like, oh yeah, whatever. I, we talk all the time. Yeah. And you started to kind of get emotional. I know. I choked up like, a little bit. I was like, ah, I was like, why am I doing this? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to start crying. And if uh. you've ever had uh, too many beers with me, like I, I cry pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> but like I had zero beers that night because yeah. I was still recovering from the hernia surgery. Yeah. And I was like, I got to cut it off. And I feel like I left a lot of my speech out because I'm like, I'm going to cry. Yeah. And then I was the first one to go. <laughs> Everybody else after me kind of teared up. It, I mean, it was a very emotional night because the passion is there, man. Yeah. Like Rick Hall. Rick Hall's about made me cry. And like, I never had, I never got to experience Rick mm-hmm. Hall as a coach. Like I know you did and like Nichols yeah. and those guys did. And like, obviously there were still things that he had done that resonated with you and you mm-hmm. had brought it to practice and like what has resonated with a lot of these other guys that I've almost right. gotten to experience secondhand, you know, being a young coach, I just basically tried to copy what Rick Hall did. I did all the drills he did. I used all the same verbiage. I used the same lingo. I used the same, like big mics, Minnesota drill, like, uh, you know, <laughs> a bucket, not a fuck it pass. Like things <laughs> like, like all these like little things that he did. And then also, kind of inspiring a generation of guys to go play for Bremer County. Mm. It came from him. And I just was like, I loved my experience with him as a coach. I want other people to like it. So I'm going to do what he did. And Mm. I added in my own wrinkles. And also I was young and stupid and did my own thing. But Eric Nichols really said it best when we were talking about, you know, Rick Hall being inducted. It's just, you know, as a person, he's been to so many guys' weddings. He was not just like a coach for rugby but like also like life he was mm. just a great man to look up to yeah he's a and, great guy and just people respected him and just how he you know carried himself mm. and you wanted to like make him proud he had a high expectation you know and mm. and so um that was cool too and then after that is we had wheeler brent, brent wheeler, wheeler who's you know arguably you know has done probably it was like literally like Rooster brought up in a speech where he's probably he's probably done more for like Iowa high school rugby than like almost anybody else just solely from like you know all the you know was developing Southeast Polk and like just being involved you know he just you know he kind of like I don't want to say like it was solely on him like you know to make the league what it is like now mm-hmm. but like he really kind of like drove it forward girls and boys yeah. he brought it to a professionalism that everyone had to try to catch up with yeah he set the bar and no one could catch it for the longest time. Yeah. And then eventually Roosevelt girls did. And then <laughs> Waverly Shell Rock boys did. And now there's more parody, but hey, you know who won the title last year? Southeast Polk. Yeah. So I mean it's one of those things where they just he has just inspired a over a decade worth of high school kids. Mm. I mean it's it's insane the amount of people he's touched with rugby and, and the places those kids have gone and now they're young men, young women. Um, yeah, what he's done, it, we, we've been trying to get him on. He actually told me too, we were talking, uh, we're going to have him on the, the show soon. Finally. <laughs> um, yeah. And we want to have Rick Hall on too. And, uh, Eric Masterson Eric is Masterson the next person. Be, yeah. I would love to get him on. Cause like, I got a chance to talk with him like here and there and stuff. He's a super nice guy. And like, apparently used to just be like an absolute dog for you and I in the nineties. Like he was kind of like credited for like, basically, you know, the style of rugby that we currently play now or at least when we were playing was like mm-hmm. hard nose just beat him into the ground type yes. deal like he was almost credited for like you know kind of bringing that type of energy to the game so and he's done some eagle stuff and yeah and he's with kansas city kansas city yeah and he's played on some senior side like other and like he's coached at high level and he's helped with the youth down in kansas yeah. city as well too 
I mean, when I saw him too, I looked at him. I'm like, he played in the '90s. Like he could probably still play for the Wombats. Dude, he's more fit than any of our guys. On I was our just team. gonna say that too. Yeah, like I couldn't believe he didn't play in the alumni games. It's like, dude, he, brother still looks like he moved good. Yeah, like he's in good shape. Oh yeah. And then the last person, Reggie Tate, posthumously, mm-hmm. like yep. he was one of the founding members. Yep. And, and we coached and yeah. coached, and we yeah. heard. Um, from another one of the founding members who told his story, which was amazing. I'd like to get him on because uh, I don't want to speak for him or, or paraphrase or cut any part out. He had mentioned a couple other guys that were involved as well mm-hmm. during his speech. Like, you know, he mentioned quite a few people that were involved in the club, which mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when we were trying to put this together, um, you know, we had reached out to like Nugent was reaching out to a bunch of uh you know, older guys, yeah. you know, that were involved in the club. And when you say we, you're talking about the UNI alumni Alum, board. Alumni board, Which yeah. I am not on. Yeah, I know. That's why I was, like, kind of trying to throw trying, it in there. I'm trying to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was reaching out to some guys and stuff, and, like, you know, that was a name that was a reoccurring theme. Yeah. And, like, there was obviously going to be names that we missed because, like, you know, not everybody, like, would get back to us on stuff or, like, you know, it was just kind of hard to track down some so, people. So. And so that was a thing, too. People had to be nominated. Yeah. And then the alumni board voted on it. Yeah. Okay. And then also there was a couple of current players as well, too. That well, had a say, yeah. Or did they Gentry, have... Gentry Stack, okay. I think, was the only current player who okay. had an opportunity to vote. Gotcha. But, yeah. he's the president of so the UNI men's team. It was one of those things where, you know, People had to track down people because, and that's the thing. When I was standing up there, and I said this in my speech too, where I looked out into the crowd, and and almost every person I locked eyes with, I was like, "This guy deserves this more than me. This guy deserves this more than me. Like these guys are better players than I was. These guys have done some really amazing things." And Cope said it in his speech too about how like, like there's other deserving people, and I think you know you could only put in five. There's so many people deserving of that, and so yeah, it was. It but, was one of those things. So, but my reasoning though, because like, because I nominated you clearly, <laughs> but, um, but obviously, like with a lot of it, it's not just about what you could do on the pitch. It was like what you do for rugby as a whole, you know, and not even just specifically you and I, but just mm-hmm. what you do in general. And obviously, you know, I know you probably don't like getting yeah like, we're, just like, we're gonna know, start yeah. making out soon yeah, like, know, can we cut this but you, but, you, but you do a lot obviously <laughs> i'll leave it at that <laughs> okay let's leave it at that i appreciate it though and no it, it is a huge honor i like i still i'm like I, I, let's move on yeah <laughs> um really cool night oh and speaking of what you do uh the alumni beat the current squad 51 19 hell yeah brother so does that mean could the could the alumni squad win a d2 national title no <laughs> Yeah, we cheated a little bit because we got most of the, well, you know, we cheated a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. Well, that's what the alumni do. You play with an extra <laughs> guy or two. I heard there was one alumni who just was balling out and, like, really put in, like, an extra effort. <laughs> that was a couple of those guys. And one of those guys is a guy who is the head coach of you and I. <laughs> and also Rotor. It was so funny because Zeus, <laughs> Zeus warned those guys, too. It's like, like, he can run. He will run you over. He can move. Rotor? And literally, Rotor just, like, trucked a couple of kids and like literally you hear some of them from the sideline like holy shit Zeus wasn't kidding he can run <laughs> well, he played center for us yeah, that's and what I was telling him like he used to play center dude and I heard Zeus I mean Zeus is in such good shape right now and like it's funny too because Zeus is I, in his prime he needs to play <laughs> I know right and I feel like too part of it is probably like you know how some of the guys are and we are with him too where like we give him shit and just like oh, okay Zeus and I'm sure the players sometimes I see it on social media they're oh, like yeah. okay Zeus and like this is the time for him to be like 
like I know what I'm talking about. Zeus counteracted a ton of kids. It was so funny. <laughs> He's running through them. I'm just like, right. oh, because you never do that in a practice. Because it's no. like, no, you, that, that's a douchey thing to do. But hey, it's an alumni game. I'm not your coach. I'm an alumni, Damn. and I need to show you the old man tricks. And that's awesome. And also, to be fair to the current squad, yeah, the alumni team started with 15 guys. Snuck on had, an extra maybe guy. Had a six, number 16. And then fine. also too, they had a lot of guys missing. Yeah, a lot of players Gentry, were missing. David didn't play. Yeah. Like, I mean, whatever. But we still won by a lot, so it's fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> so you and I, we're going to talk about when we get closer to fall. They're going to have an awesome season. Um, also, speaking of an awesome season, Major League Rugby, the championship was also on July 11th. No, it was on July 8th. Weekend, 8th. yeah. It was on July 8th. Because I was in Illinois, but I couldn't go. Yes. <laughs> and so that was at the Chicago Hounds SeatGeek Stadium. It was the New England Free Jacks against the San Diego Legion. And that game was wild. I was working. I was working on my deck, and I had the TV on outside. It was a back-and-forth match. Uh, Nate Osberger for San Diego was just a man on fire. Mm. But at the end of the match... Uh, San Diego's number 12, it's been a while, he was uh, one of the former New Zealand All Blacks. Mm. He had maybe the worst last three minutes in a match I've ever seen of just, like, mental errors. And, like, uh, he gave up the game-winning try. And then when San Diego had to do the kickoff to restart, there's only, like, a minute left, less than a minute left. Basically, they got possession, and they're like, all right, we have to kick a drop goal or do something crazy. He knocked on the ball to end the game. <laughs> so he gave up the game-winning try, which New England was just, they were pressuring, pressuring, yeah. pressuring. They were inside the 10, inside the 5. And he tried to go for a cherry pick, whiffed, they score. San Diego gets the ball back, and like, no way. They're lining it up for a drop goal. And then the ball gets to him, he knocks it, game over. <sighs> It was wild. We made a bet. New England ends up winning. That was your team, 25-24. Mm-hmm. Best championship. We didn't actually come to an agreement on what we have to do. I know. Do, Aren't so. you so happy that we didn't go with the original that we had talked about? Because you would have been, <laughs> be in rough shape. I'd be sleeping in the garage. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was an amazing match. Major League Rugby set an attendance record. 10,103 people were there live to watch it. They got to see DJ Diesel. Shaq did a pregame concert. Dropkick Murphys, too, afterwards. Dropkick Murphys. Dude, it'd be so cool. Dude, New England. Is this this rigged? New England's from Boston, right? Dropkick Murphys, Boston. What? Uh, Is that rigged? No, but it's super awesome. Super awesome. And I really hope that somehow SeatGeek Stadium gets a bid for the MLR Championship again next year. That'd be so awesome. So I was like doing some digging. I think they want to stick with a neutral site, but kind of like the Super Bowl, I could see them moving it around. I I could see them going to Miami next year solely because of the new team. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Chicago is a new team, but like that's the thing. What if. You know, but they did that with the NFL too, where it's like brand new stadium. You're going to host the Super Bowl next year. Well, like they would do that type of shit. So these rugby teams aren't building new stadiums. No, I know, but I'm saying like that was like a reoccurring yeah. theme with the NFL. Like every time right. a team would, you know, design this crazy new stadium, yeah. you know, hey, you guys get to host the Super Bowl next year. Like, well, San Diego. You know how I'm like, oh, they play in Snapdragon Stadium. That's such a cool name. I was playing NCAA football on my Xbox. Mm. You know who plays in Snapdragon Stadium? San Diego State Aztecs fo- college football team. Ah, okay. So I was like, oh, no way. Small world. Um, 
Yeah, they're not building new stadiums, but no, I know. <laughs> but I just don't know budget wise. Like it kind of was cool to have an East Coast West Coast meet in Chicago. If you had an East Coast team versus like if Seattle wins the championship and they have to go all the way to Miami. I don't yeah, know. This league, tough. this league doesn't have a lot of money. Missouri just needs to have a team, so then they can have one there. Or Des Moines. Or Des Moines. Yeah. Perfect. Or we don't even need a team. What if they just host it in Des Moines at that new soccer professional complex? Mm. Just saying. So the attendance set a record, but we do have some bad news. The TV rating was down three point nine percent. So two hundred ninety thousand people watched that game live on Fox, which amazing. It's on Fox. The year before it was two hundred eighty thousand. What was the, the year before that? The year before that, we've dropped forty three point seven percent, four hundred seventy eight thousand. Now here's the reason why. Where were most people, let's say, in Iowa during uh, July eighth? Do you know? Um, Toys for Tots. Toys for Tots. They had that game on July eighth, two o'clock Central Time. So that would be what? It'd be during like three o'clock, three o'clock yeah, Eastern. Like pool player like two, championship type shit. One o'clock Mountain, noon West Coast. Where are most people who would watch a rugby match? Where are they on a Saturday in Playing the summer? Sevens rugby. They're probably at a rugby tournament. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, "This is not good for the league because you need that viewership to go up." The problem is, your diehard fans, your diehard people who would be watching this. They play rugby. Like, that game needs to happen on a Sunday. Heck, yeah. you might even get more people to watch it on, like, a Tuesday night. That sounds terrible. But, like, Saturday in the middle of the day. And, again, well, you want to be on Fox. Fox is the biggest network. Random people, bars, restaurants, they just ran, they'll just have Fox on because, hey, sports. Mm. You want to be on the biggest station. You don't want to be on FS1, FS2 for your championship. Yeah. You want to be on Fox. But they got to get that number up. Yeah. But... Good news though, Sports Center Top Ten. Check this out. Baseball games lingering out there. Major League Rugby Championship not taking place in New Zealand, but here in the States, New Milan. How do I know that? Because the New England Free Jacks knocked off the San Diego. And I did cut it off right before he said the San Diego Union. <laughs> he did get the name wrong. Uh, but still, but still though, it's cool. Sports centers highlighting, you know, yeah, major league rugby at least, which is amazing because again, we need more mainstream. So I don't know, and I know we tried to be a podcast that was like, hey, MLR, 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 and then Chicago stunk, and that was kind of our team. Nola is another one of our teams, but they didn't play Ani. You know, we're we're looking for guys that we know, but we're also playing our our fall and spring schedule, or actually our spring schedule, and then into our summer sevens. And it's hard, um, but we know you know those watch parties are important. Yep. Getting the average fan to watch is so important. Those TVs are so important, just that it's even turned on. Mm. So I don't know what we do. I want to see it grow, um, but it's just you need more eyeballs, and we need more eyeballs before the World Cup. Another cool thing, USA rugby team, Ben Pinkelman, he is trying to make a return to the USA Sevens team. He's been playing PR Sevens for the Pittsburgh Steel Toes. Mm, yeah. So that's cool. He had some injuries. He's starting to come back. And then also in the past few weeks, USA Rugby, the women's team, they played New Zealand. And Rachel Erke, 
from West Des Moines Valley. She yep. has played flanker and lock for them a ton. She's playing overseas, I think, for the Sharks was the last team I think she played for. And then WPL, she plays for the Grey Wolves out of Colorado. USA was up 17-5 to on New Zealand at yeah, halftime. Wild. Then they lost 17-39. to ah, Yeah, that's that's tough. But, I mean, like, it's not really a score. It's still not really a score to, like, hang your head on when you're playing New Zealand. Right. And I think it's something, too. It's like, you had a lead. Like, you did yeah. things that was working. But, like, man, that halftime speech that New Zealand probably had and the just the way they were able to change their game mm-hmm. plan, um, huge. Just but, I mean. New Zealand doing New Zealand things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, next thing we have here, Toys for Tots took place, like we said. Uh, the Des Moines women, they won the women's pool, or the women's tournament. Uh, yeah. And then the Quad City men won the men's tournament. There was a team full of referees. They ended up getting third place. Yeah, it was just crazy. <laughs> Do you know who got second place? I don't know, no. Um, but we should have looked that up. Yeah, we probably should have. But We're going to apologize on this show. We got an interview coming up here, like, shortly. We are going to do some lightning round stuff after the interview uh, because we, we just missed so many things because, again, summer's been crazy. We're going to try to catch you up as fast as we can. Um, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Oh, back to the MLR real quick. Major League Draft is coming up on August 17th. Uh, Phil, do you want to do a watch party for that? August 17th? That's Is that like a Thursday? Yeah. Normally they do it like on a Thursday night. I might be able to do that. Just come over. We can yeah. have a couple of beers and just watch it on TV and Hell see if yeah. any people with Iowa connections get drafted. Uh, they also have, if you go to the MLR website, you can look at the draft prospects. Um, and I saw, you know, Javier Luong and Joe Dow from Wayne State entered their names. Uh, they got some guys from Iowa Central that are entering their names. Uh, I think some guys from Iowa State have entered their names. Um, I need to go through this to actually look at who is on here because scrolling through some of these, like, man, some of these guys are like, they don't look like college guys. They look like grown ass men. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to how these guys, like, look at this guy, Daniel Hansen from New Haven, Kentucky. (laughs) He is a tight head prop out of the University of Louisville. He looks like Clay Matthews. I would not want to play against him. This guy from Ottawa, Ontario, University of Ottawa, loose head prop. I mean, Connor Williams is his name. He looks he looks great. Guy, uh, here's a scrum half from Wisconsin Stout. Evan, how do you say that name? You have a weird name too. Wikowski. Yeah, starts with a C. Wikowski. Mm-hmm. He looks cool. Hey, there's our guy, Joe Dow. Ah. Yeah, the Love eighth it, man. Dude. Yeah. So, if you are Javier Luong. A uh, lot of lot of great. Oh, there's Aiden Farrell from uh, Iowa Central. God, I hope he gets picked up. That'd be I so like cool. he listed the Chicago Lions as his team to kind of be like, hey, I play Premier D one like uh, yeah. with them, you know. So that would be a sweet pickup. And the thing is, too, he still has a couple years left. He could play in college. Reese Smith, he used to play for Iowa Central. Yeah. He's down at Lindenwood now. So if you want to see who's in the draft pool, you can go to the MLR website. Then also really cool news as well, uh, awards for Major League Rugby. Dallas Jackals' Sam Gala receives the Rookie of the Year award. So he started all 16 matches for the Jackals and had a crazy work rate. And he made 213 tackles, scored Oof. three tries. I want to know where he got drafted because he is a rookie. I'm pretty sure he was... Was he the first-round pick? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Can you look that up somehow? 
Give it a goo. Yeah, give it a goo. Sam Gala, MLR draft. So congratulations to Sam. And then we have New England Free Jacks, Jason Potras. He gets the player of the year. So he's from the Free Jacks. He plays 10 for them. He started in all 16 matches. The 31-year-old kicked 47 conversions and 15 penalties. He ran for over 1,000 meters. Um, but basically, his natural yeah, he ability... Was, he was first overall. Too. Okay. <laughs> Sam, so. yeah. Sam Gala, number one pick, rookie of the year. Weird. I feel like, too, it's one of those things where... Remember people were like really like, why did Dallas take this guy? And it's like, well... He had the work rate of a veteran. Yeah. But anyways, back to the Free Jacks. Um, yeah, they won the championship basically because this guy as well. Then the backline player, or no, the forward of the year is a Free Jack as well. We have Wyan Conradi. He plays a very powerful running style game. He started all 16 matches. Um, he's a Namibia international. And basically, he had 216 carries. He ran for 1,560 meters. He beat 21 defenders and scored seven tries. Wow. He made 234 tackles, and he's getting ready to go to the Rugby World Cup. So, he's a stud. Yeah. And then the backline player of the year was Nate Augsburger. Hey, I played against him in college. Minnesota guy. Uh, 33-year-old. Hey, I'm 33. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so he ran for more meters than all other MLR players. I thought I was going to say all other MLR players combined, but that would be really hard to do. No. So he had more meters than anybody ran. He scored 11 tries. He ran for 1,859 meters. He made an average of 12 meters every time he touched the ball. Wow. And he beat 48 defenders. So, dude, 33 years old, and he's playing at this level. Still hope. Stud. <laughs> Stud. Yes. Well, I'm not a wing. <laughs> Neither are you. Yeah, I know. I could be. No. no. No, I mean, that's a good way to put a bow on the Major League Rugby season. Uh, I just hope it keeps growing. We have a new Miami mm-hmm. team. I hope we see L.A. and Austin come back in a new form. Yep. Oh, that was another thing I think we might have talked about. There was a potential buyer in place for yeah, the Gilbronies. Yeah, or no, or the Giltinis. The, the L.A. Yeah. team. And then they just dropped the ball on it, and it didn't go through. And it's just like, oh, that was sad. I bought a hat and a T-shirt because the logo was cool. Everything was cool. They had such a great team, but they cheated. And, you know, hopefully. They never came out with recipes for these drinks, these well, so-called drinks. Well, I don't want a drink named after that guy. <laughs> yeah, like, me neither. He sucks. But I'm, I'm just really excited, though, that, like, that scandal didn't tarnish the league too much and hopefully it keeps growing and more money gets pumped into it so yeah okay moving back into the iowa stuff toys for tots happened bix sevens the quad city men's won that that was in there they're they're doing pretty well in sevens this summer they're they're trucking along oh yeah see it yeah and then the mad jack sevens was unfortunately canceled um it's been a crazy summer so i think yeah the only other thing that's left is Irish Fest, isn't it? Irish Fest, and then we have the fall season. And we're going to go over the fall schedule maybe next week or the week after. No, Mm -hmm. it has to be next week. Yeah, it's got to be next week because Irish Fest is the following week. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But we're going to start talking about some high school stuff. But before we do that, let's just get into the interview. Let's start with that. let's get old Nelson. All right, we're going to talk to old Nelly. Brought to you by Tight Head Brewing Company.
This interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tight Head. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tight Head prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. Enjoy Tight Head Brewing Company. We are now to the interview portion of today's show, brought to you by Tight Head Brewing Company. And today we have a special guest with us. We have Brent Nelson. He is the coach of the Iowa Selects 15s program, and he also is the Iowa Central Community College coach. But today we are going to focus on a big match that's coming up on Saturday. That's tomorrow uh, when this comes out. And so, uh, Nelson, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Nice to be with you guys. Love what you're doing. So it's really cool. For thanks for promoting this. Yeah, and uh, thanks for always coming on whenever we ask. So that's that's helpful. Javi got me on the one time about the seven. So it was it was fun. Oh yeah, and we love what you're doing this summer, and it's something that has been a lot of like not controversy, but every every year there's always people on social media that keep saying like. We need to bring 15s for high schoolers back in Iowa. We got to do it. We got to do it. And, well, it's happening. You guys have the Iowa Selects boys high school 15s team. Uh, had a match earlier this summer against the Badger Selects, a great program. I mean, Iowa, we only run sevens in a high school league. Every other state runs 15s, so our boys have a quick turnaround. Uh, before we get into the match, what is that like taking a bunch of guys who are only used to sevens and trying to teach them 15 in such a short amount of time? Well, I think it's, I think there's pros and cons to it. You know, um, they're, they're hungry. They're guys that really want to be there because if you think about this, you know, this, the, these days, um, people don't necessarily try things that they're not already good at. Hmm. For these young men to rock up and, you know, give it a go and, and, you know, kind of be learning, you know, I think it says a lot about their character, these ones that have stuck it out and and really gone for it. Um, So they're, they're hungry and eager, which is a great thing, but obviously they, 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 most of them start from a pretty clean slate as at least from uh, a structure attack strategy defensively, et cetera. They're really good at, running tackling pass you know the the basic the basics, stuff yeah. yeah but the 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 structure and the str- the strategy part of, of the game is is very very new to them so that's difficult yeah and i'm sure as a coach too i mean you see these guys play sevens throughout the year and then to you know when they think of prop or they think of uh, a wing or a fly half just the way those positions differ from sevens to 15s and just kind of the responsibilities and just 
when you're finding work and what that looks like. I mean, that's that's so difficult. Uh, do you have a lot of film that they are required to watch or that you, that you send out to them? Are there other coaches involved? What is kind of the, not to spoil any secrets, but what is kind of the tactic or the way to get these boys up to speed um, and, you know, prepare them for these matches and even prepare them for um, after high school and into college? Right. So, there, well, there's a lot, there's a lot of questions there. I'm going to try to tackle <laughs> one at a time, but, um, so like early on, we, you know, identified them in December for selects when we had a little tryout down at, at the university of Iowa and we were already, you know, kind of chomping at the bit for like, okay. So like, uh, Jacob, um, Muller is <laughs> like that kid is, absolutely going to be a beast at 15s now he's a pretty good sevens player but he's going to be a beast at 15s mm-hmm. so we're identifying them early on and then we challenge them early like one of my fun things is is i tell them like the next practice we have there's going to be a quiz and if i shout out a position you have to tell me the number if i shout out a number you have to tell me what position that is and that's like they kind of got a deer in the headlight look with that you know so <laughs> it's funny to, to, to start with just name the position right mm-hmm. and so that that's pretty crazy but you know for the, the the coaches that have you know shown up and been kind of a part of the 15s you know they're very familiar with all the guys around the state I mean you guys know like rugby you know we're very tight-knit community and we know names we know coaches that they coach with we ask them questions and what they are good at and you know and things like that so we're very familiar with the guys when they come in some guys have surprised us a little bit which is really cool but um for the most part we're just trying to get these guys reps and trying to get them um acclimated and and hopefully wherever they go to college um, or men's club, um, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever they're going to do, they got a little bit of leg up on the guys that don't decide to play 15s. Definitely. And as a guy who has coached at the high school level, and I coached at UNI for a while, one thing that drove me nuts, and even with the men's club at the Wombats, is we've had so many kids that play sevens and they're fantastic, and they never had an opportunity to play 15s. And the moment they came up to you and I, like, eight years ago, seven years ago, and they're like, uh, you know what, I, I only play sevens. And so that just drove me nuts because it's it's the same sport, but, you know, obviously different, but it's the same skills. It just looks different, and, yeah. like, there's this fear of doing it. So I like how you said earlier, too, like, you know, these kids, they're trying something new that they might not be good at right away. And, and yeah, as a coach, that's always driven me nuts when we have all these great players, this great talent pool, and if you look at the percentages, early on, it was very low that kids yep. were continuing into the next level. And I hope this gets that trending up. And I think we are starting to see that. And so you said some names have surprised you and then some names you just you know of. So can you tell us for this match tomorrow, it's the Iowa Selects versus Alliance Rugby. Uh, Alliance Rugby, I tried to do some digging. It looks like it's a, it's an all-star team out of Kansas City. Who are some of the guys for the Iowa Selects that are going to carry the load and who you're looking to have uh, a good match tomorrow? Yeah, so um, Gavin Olson, you know, he stands out. He's, mm-hmm. he's just a different level kind mm-hmm. of player. He's taken to um, 15s very well. Like mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal sevens player, but he's – 
he's really taken to 15s and he kind of like looked at me the other day and was kind of like hey coach like i really like 15s and i was like (laughs) you're gonna be good at that too so (laughs) um you know it's fun because you know same thing with him and a couple other guys you know i say this thing uh it's Chess, not checkers. Yep. yep. And no disrespect um, to the game of sevens because I like all rugby, but um, it really is um, a lot more involved. And so the guys that are willing to kind of, you know, have that like mentality of there's a lot more going on and willing to take on that pressure is, is really good. But Gavin is, is somebody obviously that stands out, um, you know, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, Jacob, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're Jacob from Valley. He's he's really done a nice job. There's a couple other guys that are that are really impressing us. Um, Colin Munter, um, who's playing hooker for us, has a nice little throw in. Um, uh, you know, we've had a couple guys get hurt, but um, also uh, this is probably no surprise, but. Uh, Tristan Irvin doing Tristan <laughs> um, getting him the ball going north south from you know a 12th position is is pretty scary mm-hmm. uh, you know um, there's but there's a, a a couple other guys that have done a really nice job you know one guy that that really stood out to us um, Aaron Matthews um, came in and, and is helping us coach right and oh, yeah. so he he um, really worked with Blake Guthrie and Blake is, I think, going to be a sophomore at Bondurant, but Blake did a phenomenal job of of coming in and filling in for um, a fullback when our starting fullback, Thomas Green, got hurt and, and was just really listening and, and just not afraid to take on uh, guys coming his way, you know, like a fullback should and be putting himself in a nice position, you know, to receive kicks and things like that. So Blake has done a nice job. I mean, you know, it's hard for me to really like sit and like pinpoint guys that are, that are standing out because Mm -hmm. in their own way, many of these guys are really, really taking to 15s and doing a, a really phenomenal job. Right. That's not really a fair question. Like you have, you have close to 23, 30 guys and you had what, 70 different kids try out and yeah, all these kids bring something to the table. So a little, little unfair to put you on the spot. Like, Hey, name them, you know, like they're high school kids. Yeah. They're developing. This is brand new and no, I love it. Oh uh, yeah. That's absolutely amazing. It's awesome that they're like, you know, adjusting well to 15s. And it sounds like, you know, you have quite a few guys that are in your corner helping like, who exactly all is like involved in the Iowa selects and helping you coach these kids? Well, I mean, it starts with um, Casey, yeah. right? Um, Casey Hanson has just done a phenomenal job of like pushing, and and you know, Casey's not afraid to tell you what his opinion is. He's very <laughs> oh, yeah. good at that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I love about you. Like that's my favorite thing about him is that he and I will have opinions and we're not about our feelings. We're just about getting the job done. And that's my favorite thing about Casey is he's a doer and and he's doing it. And so, you know, he kind of really kind of like, you know, you know, urged me to kind of come along and help and, and I'm glad I I, I ended up doing that, but um, uh, Joe Lipper has helped um, quite a bit. Um, 
you know, Joe, you guys are familiar with Joe. He's such got such a great rugby mind. Um, you know, I always have to kind of like tone him down a little bit because he, <laughs> he's, he's like, he's kind of like, I look at him as like, Hey man, like you're kind of on a doctorate level sometimes, <laughs> maybe master's level, like kind of bring this down so like we can kind of keep up with you. But yeah, his, uh, his rugby IQ is off the charts. <laughs> it's awesome. Right. And so, um, Joe Randall has helped quite a bit. We're very thankful for him and, and him being around. Adam Simley's been great. Um, and, and Tom McClyman, um, has, has helped, you know, we've had a lot of practices in, in Fort Dodge. So Tom is, has shown up. He came to Waverly to the match um, a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, I hope I don't forget anybody. I probably am, but um, Eric Fron I know has showed up, um, and so you know, having all those guys kind of in our corner has been great. Um, just so many different um, eyes on what's going on, and so it's it's been phenomenal to have those all those rugby guys around with so many years of experience definitely and giving back to the game and and just it's cool to see like eric frana is starting a new girls program this fall mm-hmm. and then that'll lead into a boys program in the spring and just all these coaches working together collectively to grow their craft while they're also trying to help these kids is going to be you know great for our state as well and you know you mentioned this newcomer into the state Aaron uh do you want to tell people a little bit about him he came to one of our wombats practices really cool guy do you want to tell people who he is kind of what his story is and how he came to help out sure I'll tell that story it's actually a really cool story and it's like he just fell in our lap but um the the over under on whether you ask him to join the wombats at some point is like pretty much a hundred percent. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he, Hey, he came to our practice and he fit in really well. And it's hilarious because I knew his backstory and like no one else like knew where he was like from. And they're like, Oh, this guy's pretty, pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it was fun. He kind of got out there and ran a little bit with the guys that showed up at our last practice and was just breaking ankles. High <laughs> <laughs> school players. It was fun to watch. So Aaron um, is from California and um, was a high school All-American and went to St. Mary's, um, which is, and, and they won a national championship there while he was there. He was also a nominee for the Schultz Award in college rugby, which is like the Heisman. Mm-hmm. And then was the number five pick of the draft his senior year um, to the Seattle Seawolves. And then was there one year and was traded to uh, NOLA and was there two years. Now, this is where the story gets very, very interesting is that um, his wife, who obviously was not his wife at the time, but is from um, Fort Dodge. And she actually played volleyball at Iowa Central. And she was a nurse and moved down to Atlanta, had some friends there, et cetera. One of her friends, and this is where I'm not 100% sure, but like either her friend or her friend's friend was dating somebody from life who had signed with NOLA. And so they, the girls just kind of said, hey, let's go to a rugby match over in New Orleans and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And then um, that's where 
Aaron and uh, Liza met um, was she came along with um, her friends and they met and uh, just hit it off right away and um, ended up, you know, getting engaged, getting pregnant, uh, you know, and so they're married now and going to be expecting their baby. Well, the, my, of all the accolades Aaron possesses in rugby and life, my favorite thing about him is that he gave up a career in major league rugby to be a dad, mm -hmm. um, which is really, really cool and special. Um, and he just hit me up, um, you know, kind of on Facebook, on Facebook messenger, um, on the school account, not my personal account on the school account, because his teammate was Ani Matetu, who, who you mm, guys are. Yeah. And he was coming back to Fort Dodge, you know, with his wife and, and going to be moving back and, Ani was like, hey, hey, man, you should hit up Coach Nelson, you know, and uh, um, uh, he did. And I was like, ah, pretty familiar with this name. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to Google it. <laughs> 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 I wanted to make sure. And so I, I said, hey, call me right away if you would. <laughs> like, hey, I'm coming back to the Dodge. I'd like to help coach. And uh, um, he called me and uh, I said, is this the Aaron Matthews? And, and he goes, this is funny. He goes, well, I only know one, so I guess it is the Aaron Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he just, you know, he just kind of, he kind of fell in our lap and, you know, he's, he's been helping and, you know, he's just such a great young man and very relatable to the guys. Mm -hmm. He's still, you know, and so, um, brings a very, very unique perspective on um, something that you know, I don't think anybody in the state of Iowa ha has. Mm, um, right. Maybe a couple, there's a couple, you know, that have had that MLR experience, but they haven't um, come back to Iowa to like share that with people yet, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so we're very fortunate and he's all gung ho. He's excited to, to help out on Saturday again. Um, you know, just tickled to death that he'll be helping us at Iowa Central as well. Yeah, no, I love that how, and yeah, he just really humble guy and just there to do the work. And it's really cool too, if any of these high school kids have aspirations to go to MLR, it's like, oh, talk to him. You yeah. know, he knows exactly the process, what it takes, what it looks like and what it looks like on the other side when you're in there, that high performance setting, um, really cool. And to be that young, um, you know, giving back to that next generation is so cool. So, yeah, again, that game is going to be tomorrow. That's Saturday, the 29th. It is going to be kickoff at 1 p.m. at Tiger Field. And, yeah, Alliance Rugby, right? That's It's the Kansas City, like, all-star. It's like a brand, new, uh, a brand new thing down there for them too, right? Yeah, they've been around for a couple of years. Um, you know, I, I've, I'm familiar with their coach um, who hit me up to recruit. Um, from his team um, and and so you know he invited me to to see them play and he's done a phenomenal job he gets his kids playing really hard um, they're very passionate about um, the rugby that they play there and uh, very well coached so they'll be a, they'll be a tough team to, to mm -hmm. play um, you know I've seen them play a little bit I don't know if they have everybody um coming in but maybe they have some new players from around the kansas city area um so yeah so they'll be tough they'll be mm -hmm. a good team so mm -hmm. be excited and that match will be streamed live on the b-side boys facebook page 
We're going to try to have a few bells and whistles on there. I mean, me and Phil both will be there. We'll both yep. be talking. Uh, you told me you have some notes, so hopefully we can do a little color commentary and make it enjoyable. And then the big thing, we're going to try our best to have the score on the stream. That's. I mean, this is a huge step. Say, we're trying to. We can't. We can't guarantee it 100 percent because that that's backfired a time or two. But Phil, we're Phil and I, we're we're slowly <laughs> chipping away at this at this venture and and losing. You know, a producer who is just making his way through life right now, just doing his thing. Um, we're 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 gonna figure it out for you guys. But I, I'm really excited because when we shared the news on Instagram. I think every kid from Kansas City and every kid from Iowa shared it. So I told Phil, I'm like, we have to do a good job. There's a lot of parents that are going to be watching this. And, you know, hopefully, too, some some college coaches and, and other people because there's going to be a lot of great talent from the Midwest on the field. Um, kind of wrapping up here, what is the big goal for you? What, you know, I know obviously you want to win um, and the boys want to win. But, you know, thinking of where 15s has been in the state of Iowa – and kind of how rugby is growing at the youth level in Iowa, you know, what would be a success for you? What are some things you're looking for um, to really make Saturday, you know, success in your mind? Uh, that's that's a really good question. Um, I think to maintain the level of excitement that these guys have shown, um, you know, I was traveling a couple hours one way for many of them to, mm -hmm. to practice um, for them to um, really just be excited about playing in and give it their best and, and, and whatever. I mean, honestly, like, you know, scores the score, you know, like mm -hmm. we got whacked by Badger Selects. Okay. Mm -hmm. they, they, those kids, most of them have been playing rugby for, you know, six, eight, ten years, some of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the score did not, to me, did not damper what that day meant. Mm -hmm. um, and so regardless of the score, I want these kids to be excited about playing 15s and about playing rugby um, and being proud of this sport. And, and hopefully they, they take that and, you know, they, they carry on with life and they go to college or what, if they go to men's club, they, mm -hmm. they come in and, and do their best and, and keep playing. That's, that's always been kind of what it's about. Um, was guys continuing in this sport and staying with it. I know a lot of guys kind of drop off when they get out of high school. We want guys to stay with it and stay in this sport mm -hmm. uh, because the guys that have stayed in it are just, you know, we know, you know, mm -hmm. we know how great it is to us. And so we want that for them. I know Casey has talked about um, a little bit longer term goal of like, you know, trying to play a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe some Sunday things or a Saturday thing earlier and, and maybe going to nationals like next year or the year after. Mm -hmm. And so continuing this energy is going to be important. So that's mm -hmm. going to definitely and to piggyback off that. I've had some conversations with Casey and just throwing it out there. So other people kind of know just full transparency, you know, with the Wombats, we created this Wombat Academy. And the main idea was just you guys had close to 70, 80 kids try out for seven selects and 15 selects. And we're like, you know, not every kid's going to make it. If there's kids who want to play, we want to give them opportunities to play. And we're getting kids from all over the state. And we're hoping that in the next year we do this earlier. We get more Central Iowa kids 
Um, and if they don't get selected for selects, this is kind of like a second tier opportunity. But then also we can have more practices as well. And then we could actually do something more locally, offer more practices for kids who want it. You know, we don't want to overburden these kids or burn them out. But for kids who are looking for more opportunities and if it means we could do 15s as well, or if it means, you know, we're just running more sevens, um, that's kind of our goal, too, is to kind of piggyback off this of like, hey, this is a really cool opportunity, but only 23, 30 kids are getting the chance for that. Well, here's another opportunity for another 20, 30 kids, you know, so and then we could just domino effect and and then we could even play each other without traveling as far and things like that, you know, so that's that's kind of been our goal with the academy was we saw selects is doing awesome and you had to make cuts and we're like we'll be the home for those kids that didn't make that top side you know and we've had over we are now looking at 29 different kids between block party sevens and irish fest that'll be a part of this program um which was kind of thrown together last minute but we're we're excited for the future and we want to keep that excitement going along with you guys Man, that, that's that's really exciting. Your numbers, I, you know, so I was at Black Party mm-hmm. and all the guys that you guys had for the Wombat Academy. And, and it, dude, like, honestly, I was so, like, I was so proud to be a part of, you know, this bigger picture of Iowa rugby, Iowa youth rugby, and things like that. And seeing guys, you know, like Juju and Vic Wong. And oh, yeah. Giving back. And, like, I'm just, like, so proud of them for what they're doing and, and, and everything and all the guys that you guys got um, lined up to help out and stuff. It's so cool, man. It really is pretty moving. Oh, yeah. Well, and the cool thing is, too, you know, Julian Juju, he was an assistant at Valley. And when we started talking about this academy and I was like, guys, I, I really want this to happen, but I just don't have the time. He was the first guy that said, I will step up. I'm the guy. I'll do it. And we're like, you know what? This is a chance for you to grow as a coach and as a person. And he has taken this thing to, like, we kind of created a three-year and a five-year plan. We're way ahead of schedule based off of the efforts he's done. Um, yeah. it, it's it's just really cool to see, like, these young guys maturing and mm-hmm. giving back to the game. And, yeah, we, we are beyond proud. And, and, I mean, it really started with the efforts you guys put in, and we just piggybacked off of it. And we're like, let's write it out. And same thing, results. Mm-hmm. Our kids won that first match at Block Party really tough select sides the rest of the way but they were so just happy to be a part of it and then also too we've been having kids come to our wombats practices and we kind of do a little split but we'll play a little touch with them gavin olsen has made our entire men's team look (laughs) stupid i just want to throw that out there too he comes in and i remember i was on his side um for one of the games that we played and i just remember our game plan was give it to the young guys because after like playing for 15 minutes every old guy is just walking and I mean, I mean, old guy as in like 25, 26, like he's making, <laughs> he's making people look silly out there. And people are like, who is this guy? Can he, and it's Does like, he no, play? he's a high school kid. <laughs> yeah, no, another uh, fun story about Gavin. So I, Joe and I went out to uh, NAI sevens and, um, you know, he played on the team, the Rebel Rugby yep. Academy team that won the championship. Oh yeah. And, you know, just sitting around, you know, people don't know who you are, you know, and they're all watching from all, you know, walks of life and whatever. And Gavin, this kid makes a breakaway and he's going to score, right? It's, 
you know, and and it's in the elite division, so it's not like this kid's like me out there running. You know, <laughs> this kid is out there, and he's and and Gavin just hawks this kid. <laughs> It comes from like 20 meters back and just, and you hear about 20 people behind me go, ooh, ooh. Like, <laughs> like people, just their reactions about him catching this kid and hawking him. Like this kid was going to score 100% mm-hmm. and hawked him. And it, was, and it was like, yeah, like that kid's from Iowa, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love it. And I love, too, how, like, looking at Goff Rugby Report and just some other publications of, like, rugby stuff, like, people got to put respect on, like, Iowa's name because of our sevens programs, our select sides, and, like, Casey going out to Rebel and bringing some Iowa boys with him. I mean, it's just, it's really cool, and it's elevating, you know, it all feeds itself, and Mm. we're just, we're seeing the rise of rugby, and, I mean, it comes from this, and now... Um, nationally and and regionally, people are starting to take notice of like, all right, they got some stuff cooking over there. Now people are peeking in, like, all right, how do we do that? You know, if mm-hmm. they can do it in Iowa, what what are we missing? So I I love it, love to hear it too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so last year, um, I invited uh, Alex Goff to um, Wisconsin up to the Badger Selects game up oh, nice. there, um, and he he actually showed up and he was there and covered the match in person. I don't know if you remember that article or not, mm-hmm. but yep. yeah. And so I, you know, we're always like all of us Iowa guys, we're just like getting each other's back and promoting Iowa rugby and things. And, and, and so it was cool that we, you know, got on the national stage, you know, we're not quite there yet in 15s, you know, sevens, I think we compete, you know, with anybody, but there's some really good rugby players here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're excited to, to, be bringing this you know to the forefront and and hopefully the momentum carries on and we, we keep doing some good things here definitely definitely and we're just talking about high school boys here high school girls are doing the same thing they've been doing it for a while so love what's happening with all the college programs and it's just being fed by these high school programs boys and girls and you know just appreciate what you and casey and all the other guys are doing for coaching at that level because again all those underclassmen are going to come back to the high school league and it just raises the bar. So again, tomorrow, Saturday, one o'clock on the B side boys, Facebook page, we'll be live streaming the Iowa selects versus Alliance rugby. It's going to be the best high school talent between Kansas city and Iowa going to be an amazing match. Um, If you want to be there in person, Valley stadium. Yeah. And it's going to be an awesome day. Not tomorrow, Ryan. Well, well, this this drops tomorrow, so it would be tomorrow on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. You're gonna have to edit me out. <laughs> no, we're leaving it in. We're we're leaving this in. Yeah, sorry. We 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 should have told you in the pre thing. We time travel a little bit. So tonight, which is Thursday, but this releases tomorrow, which tomorrow is now tomorrow. Tomorrow, show up, everybody. Just be there. I know. Phil and I have to put down sticky notes to remind ourselves what day this releases on. So, <laughs> yeah, it gets a little confusing sometimes. <laughs> no, but any. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I said, is this the future? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. Um, any other last things before you go? Any other shout outs or any other things you want to hype up for the match or just anything in general? Um, you know, I just want to, I also want to say thank you to Iowa Youth Rugby. Um, you know, they, they stepped up. Um, and so I, I really want to thank uh, Dennis Oliver and, 
you know, a couple other guys that, that, uh, have given, um, their time and effort into this, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and what they did for this. So I want to say that, but also, you know, just thank you to like, if there's players out there that are listening, um, you know, I don't be afraid to give this a try. Um, you know, I know we, we promote sevens a lot in Iowa, but you know, 15s is really amazing too. And so I hope that there's more and more and more guys that are, that are willing to give this a, a shot. And some guys even just, show up tomorrow and watch it and see what it's about and see their buddies out there playing and supporting them and stuff because you know this is this was not easy for them to to learn something you know pretty new to them so um you know i just i just want to say also thank you to you guys um for promoting this i know we've talked about this for a long time and so for this to be coming true and playing tiger field and you guys promoting it and live streaming it, you know, just so blessed to, to be a part of all of this. Definitely. No, a lot of people put in a lot to make this work. We're just happy to be a part of it too. And we just, we, we know you guys are doing great things and that's why we do this because we want to share it with people. People deserve to see the hard work mm-hmm. and the efforts you and the kids have put in and, yeah, we can't wait for it, man. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, I'm pumped for it. Yeah. No, thank you for coming on and, and kind of catching us up to speed before we get going. And yeah, everyone should come out in person. And yeah, I appreciate you picking Tiger Field. It's like three minutes from my house. Yeah, it's a perfect drive. That's, that was pretty cool. <laughs> but no, it's, it's going to be an awesome day. So good luck tomorrow. And uh, yeah, kick some ass. Appreciate it. Um, we're excited. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, man. Cheers. Cheers. That was Coach Nelly. Uh, appreciate him coming on and going over everything with us, and we really look forward to Saturday. Yeah, and if you want to see that game, go out to Tiger Field in person, 1 p.m. kickoff. It's free. And also, if you can't come to town, go to our Facebook page, 1 p.m. We will live stream it. Hopefully it's a little more of a better production than we've done before. We're, we're trying our best. Trust us. like We don't know what we're doing. Um, I definitely didn't know what I was doing last time we streamed. So, and we don't really have a <laughs> we don't really have a budget for it. So, like, we don't have the tools and the equipment that we would like, but we're gonna do our best, yeah. and it's gonna be good. And uh, this last half of the interview or last half of the episode, we're gonna go through things pretty quickly because we have a lot to cover. Um, There's a lot going on, but a yeah. lot going. Well, I mean, we've been gone for a while. Yeah, we've been gone, yeah. and then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming of one or two episodes a week. That should be good. Yeah. So, like Nelson said, uh, our boys, the Iowa Selects, they played Badger Selects earlier in July. They ended up losing 69-17. to And, you know, the Badger Selects, those kids play in elementary, middle, and high school. They've been playing forever. They're fine-tuning the little things, whereas our boys are learning the game for the first time. Talking with Tom McClyman, who was at that match, he said, you know, I asked him about the score, and he didn't even realize that was the score. Because he said, you know, the physicality, the speed, the intensity, the athleticism, we were there. Mm. It's the IQ. Yeah. It's those little things that, like, you didn't know to cover this gap. You yeah. didn't know what your responsibility little, was, and they took it to the house. Yeah, a little more strategy. You know I mean? Like, it, it's a little bit more than just being a really good athlete and, you know, right. like, doing the basics. Like, they're... Like you said, a little bit higher rugby IQ, right. and, like, those guys, will they'll get to that point. Right. And that's where, like, you know, I'm not calling them out, but, like, Tristan Irvin. So thinking of, like, in sevens. He just started playing this past year. <laughs> he just started playing a couple months ago, and he's tearing it up. But, like, in sevens, he's a natural athlete. It's really easy to be like, 
Here's the ball, you're in space, go. Well, now you're playing 12 in 15s, and you have to be way more patient. You get less touches, but when you get those touches or the guy across from you, you know, there's more responsibility. Mm. Also, I have no idea how he did in that game. I think he tore it up, but, like, like not saying anything happened, but I'm just saying, like, that's a big jump from, like, hey, we're going to get you the ball in the wing, be an athlete, to, all right, here's the game plan, here's a layered attack, here's how you shift on defense, here's how you oh. slide, here's, here's what you watch for. So, um... Score doesn't really represent it, so I'm really excited to see them go against this Kansas City team and to see the growth from game one to game two. Mm. It's going to be huge because the boys have been putting in the work. Next thing, boys also went down to the national or the North American International the North American Invitational Sevens. Basically, it's a national championship of like sevens and. Rebel Rugby was there. Casey was helping coach with, you know, Ethan Pune and Brad Dufek and a few other guys. And a few Iowa boys went yeah. down there. Awesome thing that happened last year. Rebel won the elite division. Well, guess what? They did it again. Back to back, baby. So in the final, it was wild. The final had Rebel Rugby against Next Phase Rugby. Next Phase is an app you can sign up for. Basically, it's a recruiting service. Hey, I want to play college rugby. You sign up. College coaches look at it. They see your film. They see who you are. And then they send you an offer. Next Phase Rugby, this is crazy, they made their own all-star team and competed and made it to the championship. Because these kids are like, I want to get seen. I want to get a scholarship. And then Rebel Rugby is kind of doing the same thing where it's like, hey, get high-level coaching and then go play. So in this match... um, it was wild because next phase opened the game up by giving up a try. Rebel teamwork and familiarity was evident on that score. Then uh, the Rebel restart didn't go 10, and next phase ran a switch to a chip kick, and they had kept in their back pocket all weekend. It worked, and the score was 7-5 to five for Rebel. Then came next phase rugby again. Um, this game went back and forth, back and forth. Um, really awesome match. That actually went into overtime. The game was tied 17 to 17. <laughs> 17 to 17. <laughs> um, the temperatures were reaching the triple digits. Um, but yeah, they went into overtime. Um, it had been an enormously entertaining game, and it would end that way. Next phase received and ran wide, where a backhanded pass was just a shade in front of Ruiz. Had he caught it, there is little doubt he would have scored. Instead, Rebel had another shot. More pressure defense led to another holding on penalty like the other one. A bang-bang play, and the referee was right there. Rebel tapped and spun to Gavin Olson, who capped off a nine-try weekend with the game winner. Jesus. Boy from Iowa, Gavin Olson scored nine tries and got the winning score. That's insane. Yeah. Nine tries. Wow. He had a busy weekend. Right. I mean, he was crushing it. So, Rebel Rugby had two teams in the U18 Elite Division. Gavin Olson was on the Elite White roster. Then on the Elite Black roster, Tyler Gast and Simon Ott. And then on the U18 Open roster, Ian Murrah. Wow. And then they also had a U16 roster. With Caden Simile. Oh, yeah. 
He's a big kid. Yeah. Assembly boys are big. <laughs> and all of those teams did well. I think the other elite team uh, finished fifth. The open team, I want to say they finished really well as well. I mean, those yeah. uh, those Iowa kids are playing on the national stage. Fantastic insane, stuff out of those guys. And we're going to see a lot of those guys play tomorrow. And I expect an awesome day. You know what? It feels like every year, like since Casey got involved in this Rebel Academy, I feel like we see like a few more Iowa boys in it. Every year there's a well, couple more. Because I think he like vouched for the first couple. Yeah. And then guys like, okay, they're cool. And then they're like, okay, Casey, you got more. You got more of that. You got, you got some more of these big more. boys. Like, <laughs> you got some more. You got some more hammers. And then he brings a few more. And then he brings a few more. And the floodgate's going to be wide open. Yeah. And then moving into, you know, we have a new high school girls season starting up. Mason City girls rugby is back. Hell yeah! They have a brand new coach, Cassie Dre. Cassie Dre, you might be familiar with her. She played at the University of Northern Iowa. She played for the Iowa Select side. She played for the Midwest Select side. She was on the U18 and U23 USA teams. She was a collegiate All-American, and she's also coached at UNI, Iowa Select side, and the Midwest Select side. So she knows rugby. Yes, yeah, she's got a pretty good resume. <laughs> yeah, and I just think with the Intercity Sevens and everything they're doing, uh, Mason City Girls is going to be awesome, and they're going to be very well coached. I'd love to get Cassie on to talk about her experiences. Because uh, I think she was at you and I a little bit before we were. Yeah. And just to kind of hear how things are going. Because what's really cool, I have the, the Facebook post pulled up. Who posted that? The school district. Wow. The actual school district posted meet our high school girls rugby coach. That's exciting. So she's a physical education teacher at Lincoln Intermediate. And so she's coaching or she's teaching for Mason City Schools. But she's also going to be coaching. But the district is supporting it. Yeah, that's what we need to that's see. That's very cool. So shout out to Mason City. They're, just, they're always just doing some great Mason stuff there. Mason City's just thriving in the rugby right now. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. And then the Hawkettes posted. They had four girls playing for the Midwest Thunderbirds U23 team. Yeah. Or, yeah, former Hawkettes. Uh, they didn't list their names, though. But congrats to them. Also... Really cool news. Now we're kind of moving into the college game. University of Northern Iowa, they posted their schedule, but it was only the conference schedule. We didn't mm. see any preseason stuff yet, and Zeus told us, like, hey, I'm working on stuff. The University of Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawks, they posted they are having a brand new event called the Middle of the Map Collegiate Rugby Challenge. September 9th and September 10th, Kansas is going to host the University of Northern Iowa, Oklahoma and Colorado State. They're going to play a match on Saturday, and I assume on Sunday the winners play each other and the losers play each other. But what I love about this is all of these clubs are in different conferences. I was just going to say that, yeah, because Kansas is in the heart of America, and Oklahoma is... They're they're in some southern conference with some Texas schools. And then Colorado State, I don't know what they're in, but I'm assuming some sort of Mountain West type conference. Uh, Things move so much. But, like, the rumor is, Joe Lippert. uh, (laughs) I was just going to bring that up. (laughs) Colorado State is the heavy favorite. You know, UNI is the only D2 school. I'm pretty sure all these schools are D1 or D1AA. And so I love it because... You know, maybe you and I is playing uh, up a level or two. 
that's great. Yeah, it's a good experience. Because the problem with a lot of their conference matches, they're going to beat a team this year by 80 to 100. Yeah. It's literally the same problem like we had when you were coaching us. Was, you know, there was a few teams in our conference where we beat them like 100 to 0. And it's like, that's not really good for you. you no, know? and they're hanging on by a thread. It's not good for those teams either. And then you go into playoffs and you haven't been challenged. Mm-hmm. And then you play against a team that hits you in the mouth. You're like, whoa, no one's hit me that hard yet. Yeah. So the fact they get to play these schools and be like, okay, because Kansas was just in the national championship two years ago. Mm. You know, they beat Iowa State the year before to go to the national title. And then this year, Iowa State beat them um, and then beat Minnesota. So Kansas is just barely removed out of being out of the national scene. Oklahoma just has amazing players. So I love it. Uh, If for anything... I would love to see you and I go 2-0, but even if they go 0-2, this is a huge step up in competition. It's going to push them. They will be better for it. And just collegiate rugby in general, to see this crossover, it's so cool. Mm. So cool. Next up, University of Iowa women, they posted their schedule. They're going to play Purdue on the 9th of September, Indiana on the 16th of September, Michigan on the 23rd of September, Notre Dame on the 30th of September, then a non-conference match against Iowa State on October 14th. I'm glad they got that scheduled. That yeah. is awesome. Then they play Ohio State on October 21st. They also have Wayne State on October 21st. So I wonder if they're like B-side uh, is going to play there. And then Michigan State on the 28th. I like that. Do say I don't think they had a matchup last year, did they? Iowa and Iowa State. I no, not until yeah, NCR. Nope. They, yeah, not until no. NCR. So yeah. I love seeing that. Like, hey, we're in the same state. We play high level rugby. Let's play each other. Yeah. You know. So. No, oh, that'll be good. Good luck to Allie. Yeah. Who's been coming to Wombat practices? Who plays for the Hawkeyes? Uh, that'll be great for them. Also, Iowa State posted their schedule. On the 16th of September, they're going to be at Super Saturday in Minnesota, where their whole conference does a little round robin. On September 30th, they play UNI in Ames. On October 7th, they play Minnesota in Ames. On the 14th of October, they play Iowa, like we just mentioned, in Ames. Wow, three home games in a row. Three home games in a row. And then they have to go to Winona, and then they go to Wisconsin for the 21st and 28th of October. Uh, Wisconsin, Matt, that Madison's kind of far, but well, I guess it's not that bad, but it's still it's kind of crazy the conference, but Iowa State versus UNI is the first league match. Yeah. Like, I feel like you know those are going to be your top two teams. Why would you put them up against each other first? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't have. But maybe they do some, some randomization, you know? And then also with Iowa State rugby, it was announced that Kelsey McDowell, stepped down as the head coach from Iowa State Women's. The news has not broke what she is up to next, but definitely uh, on social media, she's she's very active in rugby, obviously. Yeah. So hoping we hear some news sometime soon. But it was announced that Greg Rodriguez is going to be the new Iowa State Women's Rugby coach. You might know Greg. We had him on. He's the head coach of the Indianola Boys Sevens team. He assisted with the Indianola Girls Sevens team. He's going to continue helping with Indianola while also being the coach of Iowa State. So he'll have his hands full. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be quick. You know, games will be coming up soon. So congratulations to Greg and good luck to the Iowa State team moving in a new direction there. 
Speaking of hiring, Wayne State Rugby is looking to hire a full-time men's and women's coach. One person, one job for both teams. You're in charge of everything. Uh, pays between $39,000 and $49,000 based on experience. You can go to Wayne State's website to apply. Um, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good little salary for, you know, coaching rugby. $49,000 to coach rugby? To do something you love? Like, yeah, shit. You have to live in Wayne, though. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's, yeah, that's a pretty good salary in Wayne, though. Yeah, well, yeah you living like a king. <laughs> so it was really funny. I showed it to Lex. She's like, you're not, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> honey, pack your bags, we're moving. Yeah, I've always, I've always told her, too, I'm like, someday, like, I coach for free and volunteer because someday we could make money off of this. And she's like, when? And it's been like a decade. And I'm like, see, <laughs> someone's getting paid. And she's Somebody. like, not you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another coach not getting paid, as far as we know. <laughs> Des Moines Women announced that Jeff McHenry is going to be the new women's head coach. And Nate Philby will yeah. be his assistant. That's so cool. Congrats Jeff, to those guys. Congrats to those guys. Congrats to the women's program. Uh, McHenry, he's been coaching forever yeah. he's played forever uh, he's been serving, a ref. yeah he's he's done he's done it all nate philby young guy he's been um, involved in the game for a, like a good amount of time though too so oh yeah. yeah and it's good, be a good experience yeah he's had one stop coaching uh it said i think in 2016 he assisted with valley mm. but it'll be good for him to get some more coaching under his belt um to give back so congrats to him super yeah, awesome cool um justin mckay was coaching the women's program but um, just with his kids, and he's starting to do high Fire. school coaching and also firefighting. Fire, yeah. um, hard to keep that going. Um, and then to wrap up the show here, Intracity Sevens is hosting a Level 100 Referee Rugby course Friday, August 18th. It's at the River City Rugby Clubhouse. Sign up for that. Uh, we will. It's going to be shared on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. If you want to become a referee, you can give back to the sport, stay involved in the sport, help youth rugby. It helps your fitness, increase your rugby IQ, and become a better player and a coach. Pathways to become a higher level referee. You can earn extra money, and you can referee Intercity Sevens Rugby in 2024. Also... The Craig Cup is this weekend. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> the course is on August 18th. Oh. You could referee our Wombats match the next day on the 19th. Ah, perfect. <laughs> no, we yeah. need. We always need referees, especially at the youth level. Um, this is awesome what Intracity 7s is doing. Um, I told them next year they need to do a coaching clinic, which would be super cool. That would be very cool. Um, but I'd lo- I-, I can't wait to see how many people actually sign up and become new referees. And like Phil said, the Craig Cup takes place tomorrow. So Intracity 7s has been going for seven weeks we have in the one seed the Warriors and the two seed the Raptors. So we, we were pretty close in that. They're flip flopped, but we know. had a flip flop. But we yeah. we had them up there. The most wanted play the Minotaurs with the winner facing the Warriors. The Ragers play the Wraith to play the Raptors. Winners go to the championship, and then the losers of those second games go to third place. The losers of the first matches go to the fifth, fifth place game. Uh, full day of rugby. So if you want to watch, if you're not able to go to you know, Tiger Field to watch the high school game. You can always go to Mason City to watch the Craig Cup Challenge in year two. Uh, hats off to those guys, what they've been able to pull off, you know, almost doubling their numbers of participants. They have a 
referee clinic and then they also have two expansion teams and they're looking to grow for next year so again shout out mark blong and all the guys who put in all the work to make this a thing which it's it's just so cool to see because it's like again i, I can't say enough to go from hey we're not gonna have a team in the spring we might not be able to play in the fall our numbers are down to hey we have over 80 to 100 players in a sevens league and then that leads into your fall season so amazing turnaround i can't wait to see what river city does in the d4 i know fall league i yeah i have high hopes for them i hope they i hope they go far in it yeah you know they post their schedule already and Mm -hmm. you know it's their travel doesn't look too terrible you know it looks actually pretty groovy and yeah for them playing in minnesota it makes a lot of sense yeah Yeah, i think they're gonna i think they're gonna have a good season Mm -hmm. so yeah congrats to those guys and and maybe we'll have the winners on the show next week and yeah Got any predictions of who's going to win the overall championship, the Craig Cup? I'm going to cop out and just say the Warriors haven't lost. And I think they're going to keep not losing. I'm going to take the Warriors. Yeah, I I want to lean on that. I also want to be a little controversial and go with the Ragers. I thought you were going to say the Wraith. Let's go, Robbie. I want to go controversial and the Wraith. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's been a lot of, like, parity besides the number one spot yeah and that's why it's like it's easy to pick them but also they've proven but i know mark is really trying to get the raptors to to pull it off but again it's sevens i know anything Anything can can happen happen. you're supposed to keep talking while i took a drink oh well sorry i it was (laughs) such like a good little like we both said it at the same time i'm like ah but yeah yeah, no i i mean i i feel I don't know. Warriors, yeah, more than likely. But, you know, I could maybe see the Ragers or the Raptors pulling through. But, yeah, like I said, we'll see. We'll I have see. one prediction I know will happen. Everyone's, Everybody's going to have fun. Everyone's yeah. going to have fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Last thing I got, too. I went on local radio in Des Moines. Yeah, you did. I listened to it. Yeah. It was good. And promoted our, our match for the high school team that's happening tomorrow. And, and I kept cutting off the hosts so they wouldn't they – wouldn't, end the interview early or anything i just kept talking do you notice that i did yeah good job <laughs> i saw him he kept... all that all that podcast experience <laughs> i know and i and i kept trying to i wasn't even subtle i just kept dropping like yeah if you want to watch go to the b-side boys we have our own podcast you can listen on apple spotify bubble like <laughs> yeah you did bring up b-side you four times up, you brought it up more than i thought you were going to like i knew it was going to pop up at least once but i was kind of surprised that he brought it up at least four times yeah because again too he's like hey if someone wants to join the wombats where can we find you oh you can go to our facebook socials you know instagram twitter oh and you can also listen to our podcast <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, selfless plug. Oh, yeah. No shame. That's no okay. shame. What? It's okay. That reminds me of the Risky Rats from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> how how am I supposed to know not to do it again if I don't feel shame? shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this new season of It's Always Sunny is amazing. Oh, so good. Dude. New episode came out, and I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched the uh, finale, I guess, technically, because they're only doing yeah. eight. Uh-huh. I haven't watched that yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, good episode, man. I yeah. feel like we covered a lot, and we actually didn't go over two hours. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, that's very surprising for us. So, yeah, yeah let's... Uh, if anyone has stuff coming up, because, I mean, we are going to hit our busy spot. Uh, we're going to... Soon. <laughs> ...plan out some interviews here. 
Uh, we're we're going to come up with a wish list of who we want to talk to. But if you have people you want to hear from, let us know. We want to share what you want to hear. Yeah. You know, we, we want to be relevant to you guys. Um, so if there's something we're missing, let us know. Yeah. Uh, we don't get offended by it because we, tr- we tried it. We try to make sure we cover everything. Basically, I scroll through social media. Phil just shows up, and I go, did I get it all? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Nichols brought this up at Alumni Weekend. He's like, you got to have a guy to shit on a little bit in the podcast. And I'm just like, wait, I'm the guy getting shit on? <laughs> no. There's only two of us. Yeah, I know. So I've always wanted a third, but. Uh... No, but uh, but on a more serious note, yeah. If, and if there's, like, obviously somebody that you feel like we should be reaching out to to talk to on here like please let us know because we like the suggestions and you know well and also too uh there's people we know like oh we should interview this person but i'm too scared to contact them or i don't feel like i'm um worthy enough to be like hey you want to be on my podcast (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not gonna lie like like there are people who are doing really cool things. I'm like, I don't think I've earned it to to reach out to the like Tavius was one where I was like, we should talk to him. But I'm like, God, he's so good at rugby. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I, I feel dumb being like, oh, you want to? And then Patrick and someone else, like multiple people, are like Tavius is obvious. I'm like, I know, <laughs> we I just, know that. <laughs> I just need someone to give me a little push to be like, get yeah. him. So, yeah, no, this was fun. This is good to do it, it again. Good. Yeah, you're gonna come back Sunday. Well, yeah, I could do this Sunday. Yeah, we'll get back on that schedule. Yeah, I'd like that. Put her there, pal. Hmm. How you feeling? Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs. This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave. Those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs, 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy, find them online now.